0: would call the players? Yes, sir. 22 rocket on hit. 22. 20. 22 rocket. I rock. can't hear you. 22! I can't 20. hear you. 22! 22. 22! 22 Listen to right. you're QB1 of the Dillon Panthers. Your teammates, if they can hear you, they will believe in you. Now you let it out until it hurts. You understand me? 22! 22! Rocket! Hit hey, it, hey, hey. What's your name? Matt Saracen! What you play? Give me one! Who do you play for, Saracen? How much do you want this?
1: Oh, how coach. much do you
0: want this? I want it! Then take it! Do it again! 44 uh.
1: Uh, oops, 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 I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm, I'm Alright, Spencer. It's time to sit down, turn on the projector, break down the game film. Friday Night Lights, we are going over season one, episodes one through three. And the pilot itself is so much different than any other part of the show and that's kind of goes for most pilots wouldn't you say
0: yeah i mean they they film them so much further in advance than the rest of the show i mean it It makes sense. Uh, In this case, there's a lot of just differences in terms of the script and how the characters are acting. Um, Also,
1: the time of the year. Yeah, the time of the year. (laughs) It's apparently 40 degrees in August in Texas, in a part of Texas that I'm assuming, most of Texas in August is probably hot, you would assume. Uh, But that's the one thing that caught my eyes. Like, there's dead trees, like... Players are wearing long sleeves. Like, I just, I did not understand. They're wearing jackets all the time.
0: Are we to believe that this is like West Texas? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. It wouldn't be cold in August in any part of Texas, but.
1: So the show is filmed in Austin itself, which I don't think it's supposed to be Austin by any means. Yeah. They use Pflugerville, Texas, which is. A, a suburb of Austin, that's yeah,
0: where Samajé P. runs from. There,
1: yes, Maj- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> noted OU running back Samajé P. <laughs> flugerville's legend. I don't know, but they use like I think most, most flugerville stuff, like the high school, they even use their uniforms. Um, this is very half assed internet research in terms of they apparently took film. Of a Pflugerville high school football game and spliced it in with the action of like the game that they played or in like the f- a lot of the football when huh. it's played. So you're seeing some at some times like an actual football game. And I would assume maybe that goes into the numbers of the players and like who they're supposed to yeah. kind of be on the team. Uh, but you kind of get into the pilot episode, it starts off with. The radio call, which is, if you've seen the movie, you know that that is used as a medium to move the story forward, and you get this morning radio show, which is like no other morning radio show I've ever heard. Most of the time, like I mean, I I don't think I don't think any of the Oklahoma City radio shows really. Do like call ins during the morning because it's most of the time like that, like that's your A group, yeah. and they don't need to have callers. But it starts off with the first thing that caught my eyes they're talking about uh coach Eric Taylor, who's the new football coach at, at um, Dylan High School, and he's Taken over for this this season, where they've got huge expectations. Jason Street, Smash Williams, Tim Riggins, they've got the whole bunch. They've got a lot of you know they've got a lot of talent, um, and there's a bunch of cameras as you know as TV news stations do in August. They go out to high school football fall camps and they talk to the coaches and they make a big deal of it because that's what you do in a small town. That's what you do in a big town. It's yeah. just, it's high school football season. And my favorite part is a woman who called in asking, who does he think he is? Mac Brown, <laughs> which is like, I, I understand that there's probably a lot of people that, are of that mindset like why isn't he focused on win the football game? He should be watching film and making him do the Oklahoma drill nonstop.
0: Like he wants like he asked for those camera crews to follow him around all day. If you know
1: if you know anything about Coach Eric Taylor, you know he does not like anything about this. And we'll get into this in the third episode when apparently Smash Williams does an impromptu interview with a TV reporter who asks him, what do you think of the the new head coach and he's like, well off the record, I think he sucks, basically. And they use that on the newscast. He said
0: off the record on TV. Like
1: So yeah, that's that's great. But to to get more into this, it's you know, it kinda reminds me of the movie in terms of You've got, you know, I don't know if he's slamming Sammy, I think that's what he's in the movie, but they like go through, here's all the characters, Um, you get your first glimpse of Matt Saracen, his relationship with his grandmother, Um, you see Tim Riggins, the drunk, uh, who's, you know, just having some casual sex with Tyra, just (laughs) drinking away at, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. while his brother's kind of watching. It's really weird. His brother makes a comment to him, uh, forty-nine other players are on the move right now, which you know, just Yeah. It's Tim Riggins. Yeah. But what can you Tim, say?
0: Tim we're gonna talk a lot about Tim Riggins over the course of we are this good. podcast and future podcasts. But what do
1: I mean, so you've seen I'm you've seen the movie. Am I am I wrong in this? Yeah. Okay. I was just like, oh man, I was just like, we're gonna have no, issues I, here.
0: No, I have no. That's what I'm saying. I have not seen the movie.
1: Oh, you've not seen the movie. I've not no! seen the movie. No. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I didn't. Re- this is this is a podcast about the television show. Right? It is
1: about the television show, but the movie is very <laughs> integral. I, I to was told it. it was separate. It's sort of separate. One thing that people probably noticed that are good Americans and have seen both the movie and the TV show is that Connie Britton and Brad Leland Brad Leland plays Buddy Garrity Connie Britton plays Tammy yep. Taylor. They reprise their roles from the movie into the TV show. So those are
0: the only two actors that are the same? Mm-hmm. And Man, why do I need to watch the movie then?
1: It's a great movie. It's an amazing film. It's an I was am,
0: always told the TV show was much better.
1: It's an American classic and Billy Bob Thornton's in it. That should be the only really reason. I,
0: I thought that this was a one or the other situation.
1: No, not if you're me. Not if you're me. Not I love both.
0: I probably considering I'm on a podcast about Friday Night Lights for the foreseeable future. I should probably also watch the movie. Probably so. I will. Uh, I'll try to remedy that before we record next week. But if you,
1: I mean, if you haven't seen it though, a lot of the there's a lot of similarities between the TV show and the movie. For example, Smash Williams um, is obviously supposed to play the Booby Miles role, but as we know and. Oh, we probably should say, and I don't know, we'll say this up top, but, like, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, shoot. Most of it is, we've 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 said it at the top at this point, I, I promise you. But, you know, Smash Williams, and if you haven't seen the movie, I'm, I'm just going to spoil a little bit for you if you want to go see it. You don't want it to be spoiled. You've already, if you're listening to this, if you've gotten this far into the episode, you've already watched the first three episodes of Friday Night Lights. We would hope. Yeah. So, let me just say this. Smash Williams is supposed to be the Booby miles of the situation. None of these names are going to mean anything to you until next week. Once you have seen the cinematic masterpiece, that is the 2004 film Friday night lights produced by MTV films. Anyway, smash Williams is supposed to be Booby miles. Was so
0: mad at me right now.
1: Very mad. Matt Saracen, um, is more of the Mike Winchell type. Uh, it's You're just okay. Saying names. Yeah. Tim Riggins is Billingsley. It all makes sense. If you've seen the movie, the one big difference is the fact that the star of the team, we do have star Smash Williams, but you also have the star quarterback in Jason Street, and you get, to little, you get to know a little bit about Jason Street. What are your impressions so far of Jason Street as you're going through these first few episodes?
0: You know, we didn't get to see just a ton of him pre-injury. You know, we find out that he's this five-star quarterback.
1: Notre Dame's looking at him.
0: Notre Dame, 72% completion percentage. I, I wrote that down. It's, that's a big number. That's a big – that's like what – You know, the Hollywood people that produce this probably ask a consultant, like, what's a good completion percentage? And they're like, 65%. And they said, we're making it 72. Just just up it. (laughs) Just exaggerate. Make this guy as good as possible. He doesn't, even though he doesn't even look that athletic, but that's, you know, not abnormal for for sports in Hollywood, I guess. But I don't know. You see a lot of his... Just, what is he, endearing, I I think you could call him? Just with the Aztec burger scene at the the diner. Yeah, he's just a good old boy. Yeah, he's like, I've never had, you know, I wouldn't dare have an endorsement. Like, of course not.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the type of guy that Colin Cowherd would be like. You know, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> when you see him out on the field, he's not out being he's at the flat like parties. He's, he's yeah, you know, he's the perfect safe guy that every parent wants their daughter or son to marry.
0: Notre Dame is good. Yeah. Oh, he's he's, he's the big, perfect Notre Dame. quarterback.
1: He looks like I want to hate him a lot <laughs> as a Notre Dame quarterback. Who's who
0: the Notre Dame quarterback? Was it Brody Croyle? Um, right. at
1: the time, uh, Brady Quinn, Brady Quinn, he's Brady. Yeah.
0: He's like a less cool version of Brady, Quinn.
1: which we'll get into more about the fact that the show is just like, who is it dated <laughs> with like mid two thousands football references.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, in that first scene, there are three references to Mac Brown and Texas winning the Rose bowl in the pilot. It's a
1: lot. It's And honestly, I do think that this show and it struggled, obviously, to find its audience being a show that I th- believe was aired on Friday nights, um, which is, if you don't know, is not it's a, a tough great, TV night. Don't don't want that. You yep. don't want even though it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 not a great time. But the one thing I will say is that it's it's great. The Texas Longhorns are having all this success. You know, it's Texas high school football. It's still a time when, you know, it's probably revered more. And I'm not saying it's not revered now, but, like, it's just, like, it's more of this mythical thing um, because you don't really have social media. Uh, The one thing I do want to touch on with this, like, opening scene um, is the fact that, A, Matt Saracen, supporter of local newspapers, uh, is reading a paper with the biggest headline, I'm pretty sure that is like a hundred and twenty point font. Oh, I missed this. It says the best ever. <laughs> I snapped. I snapped Spencer this. Like I snapped a photo of this and sent it to Spencer, and said the best part about this is that a small town newspaper would absolutely be designed in the worst way conceivable and use all of the hyperbole. It's it's the, like the, the, we we are believed we are yeah. b- being told that this is. Gonna be, you know, the, the, the greatest team, yeah. and that they're set up for, you know, a big a big big season. dealing yeah. Panther football storied program. Um, we're also introduced to a Jesse Plemons who plays Landry. Who
0: this is? Is this Jesse Plemons' introduction? This is. I mean, I'm this pretty is, sure this is the actor that has played several villainous roles. He was Todd in Breaking Bad. Uh, I've noted. Have you seen Breaking Bad?
1: I have. I've watched Breaking Bad a plenty of times. Okay,
0: so season five, Breaking Bad. He is uh, basically. I guess I don't want to spoil Breaking Bad. He plays a role in Breaking Bad. Um, he's. He's also in. Uh, he takes
1: care of people, and not in a good way.
0: <laughs> he. Uh, he's also in. He's in a Game, Black Mirror episode.
1: Robert Daly in in Black Mirror. Yep. He plays Gary in Game Night. Um, which, yes,
0: that was so creepy with Jason Bateman. Yeah, that was a good movie. I was
1: going to say, I remember when Movie Pass was a thing. Yeah. Um, for like two months? Yeah. And he was in like every movie I went to, like Game Night. He was in The Post, Hostels. Um, he was in like just all these movies. Um, kind of like he's kind of really hit a stride. But I was going to say, the big role that you're leaving out, which I'm a little bit uh, saddened by, is the fact that he was in the. Critically acclaimed 2001 film like Mike. Um, Was he really? He was the bully in Like Mike.
0: Oh my gosh! I did not. I've seen Like Mike a ton. He was
1: Ox. He was the kid that like takes Calvin's shoes and throws him up on the telephone. That's him. That's him. I'm
0: gonna watch that. I've you're giving me that's two early 2000s movies that you've given me homework to watch. but. But
1: yeah, no, he's uh he's been around and he plays a villain. Quite a bit. He's also in Walker, Texas Ranger, um, but and Varsity Blues. He's just doing it all. Isn't a,
0: a, a like Mike subplot that the star basketball player gets like drives home, gets drunk, and he can't drive. And so, like, 10 year old well, Mike has to drive him home. And he's yeah. like, I don't even remember how I got home. Like, but like, he had to be told that he did that. Yeah, it's
1: it's not a good look, but also very <laughs> believable NBA plot line. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were introduced to Landry who I'm just going to put up front. He's my, probably my favorite character of the entire show.
0: He is. Yeah. He's, he's a goofball. Um, he likes That's to, one way to put it. He likes to, he's been inserting himself into just Matt Saracen's aura in his orbit ever yeah. since he got the starting job. I don't know. One of the best, we're going to do a category later where we talk about the best insults of this three episode block. But, uh, Matt Saracen's grandma telling Matt you need to get new friends right in front of him. Yes. (laughs) That's Um, a classic.
1: I was going to say one of my favorite parts about that is is that Landry tells Matt that he's starting a Christian speed metal band. Which, wow, is that mid-2000s. That is the most mid-2000s thing ever anyone could have ever said on the show other than like the Paris Hilton comment that we'll get into a little bit later oh my from smash. I have a clip for that. Yeah. But he's doing this as Matt's trying to throw a ball through a tire. That's not far. <laughs> that's really not that far from him. He's not running around either. It's not like, and I like I, I, as, as a guy who covers high school football for a living and I've been out to some fall camp practices, I understand it's a little bit difficult sometimes to get it through that tire, but that is, that should be an easy thing for a kid who's supposed to be a varsity quarterback.
0: The He's the backup quarterback, but he's also apparently just the backup uh, extra point holder, which I think shows you how, exactly how much trust the coaches had in him before uh, Jason Street's injury.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not confident in old Matty S.
0: Cannot even hold the extra points on a first string level.
1: So that is a the pilot is 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 a lot one other thing that I mean it's kind of helpful that like I don't remember every point of the show and we're kind of watching it as yeah. you might be watching it um and like one of the things that rewatching it you re rewatching say. Yeah. it we've, yes we've seen this we've seen this, many this before times. yes yeah. is that smash we I don't think we ever get any clarity he in the in the opening like in this in this pilot he's being talked to by a reporter, the reporter's asking him questions. and He's just like, "So your dad died," and Smash is like, "I don't, I don't talk about that. I don't think it ever comes I don't up think again." So, yeah. And I understand, like, it was like, I don't want to talk about it. But you're a TV show. Like, you should maybe get into the fact <laughs> Again, that... it's a
0: pilot. Like, it's a hey, pilot. Like, these writers are going to abandon storylines. I, and I really thought that wait that would... For, wait for season two.
1: I thought that would be a bigger... <laughs> I thought that would be a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just the craziest thing. Um, and I know that a little bit, like he's supposed to be this Booby miles figure. He's supposed to be the super cocky, egotistical running back. Who's going to go to Texas or USC. He's got the pick of the litter of where he wants to go to college. Um, and first off, I will say this more half-assed internet research is the fact that apparently the actor who plays smash Williams is the most unathletic person in the world. Really? He's, he does not know how to play football. um, We'll get into more... stunt uh, doubles for, I would for as, his, for his well, cuts? I was trying to look at his football plays, and I was like, he's really not doing much. Like, it's more focused on Saracen in the early stages, and maybe once we get into the later episodes, he's kind of learned it a little bit, but I was looking at one episode where they hand the ball off to him. You don't ever see his face. You just see the back of his helmet. Mm. So I'm like, huh, that's a little bit of a trickery on the, on the, on the producer's part to cover up the fact that this actor cannot... Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying his name because I really don't know how to it pronounce. It's, it's,
0: I don't know how to pronounce. Is it? Ga- I assume it's Gaius Charles.
1: I, I, I'm not sure.
0: Gaius. Gaius. Charles. We are
1: we're canceled Hang at this on. point.
0: Uh, Gaius Charles pronunciation. I'm do some quick googling. Um, how to pronounce Gaius Charles? Oh, well,
1: he's looking that up. I also want to mention the fact that everyone in this is super super old like just what do you mean? the most old in the world. I like, mean like it's the fact that like Matt Saracen is supposed to be like a freshman in high school or a sophomore.
0: I was going to ask about that. Yeah, is he a sophomore?
1: I think he's a sophomore. So we're,
0: we're supposed to believe at this point.
1: We're supposed to believe that he's a sophomore and this guy looks like he's been drinking for at least 10 years. He looks so old. Same with like, you know, Tim Riggin's, uh, Lila Garrity, all of them look like they like are seniors. In college,
0: like they just look so yeah. unbelievably old. Yeah, Tim Riggins looks like he's twenty five. I wrote that down. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, believe the internet says it's Gaius.
1: Gaius. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, Mr. Charles uh, <laughs> cannot play football. No. Um, well, I mean, yeah, Gaius it, can't, but, but he cannot. He can. He, he smash can, can though. Smash, Smash is really good with the football.
0: Smash is good with some other things. Like
1: rapping at pep
0: rallies. Rap, rapping at pep rallies. Um, he's really good at getting endorsement deals.
1: He's gonna end racism and end the corporate feud between Nike and Adidas. And Pepsi, should, let's go ahead and
0: play this uh, play this clip. I got some endorsements. What you got?
1: Nike, uh, Adidas. Uh, Adidas. Nike and Adidas? Isn't that a conflict of interest? <laughs> Not the way the Smash does it, baby. I got so much skill. there's room for everybody. Reebok too. I'm gonna do Big Macs and Waffles, Coke and Pepsi. Look, I'm gonna bring the whole world together, baby. Then I'ma bust up Paris Hilton's marriage. Is that right? The Smash gonna be
0: running Hotel chain. So yeah, Smash told us who he was right from the start.
1: We we know exactly who who old Smash Williams is and what he can be. Um, one other thing that I did want to bring up is the fact that Coach Taylor. It's not really clear what his coaching background is like he yeah he's just like he's Jason Street's coach but like
0: it so seems the like the offensive he, coordinator for the old head coach is that, that like, that's all that because Jason Street didn't transfer so that's all that would yeah, make sense right? like he
1: like it sounds like he might like he like, like QB coach maybe? QB coach yeah. and now it's his turn it, it's not super clear yeah what coach Taylor is I do think it's funny uh, that Julie makes a comment or Tammy makes a comment about them moving to Alaska, which, if you've seen the movie, is an ode to the fact that right before they played the state championship game, Connie Britton's character in Friday Night Lights also makes the comment, like, you know, what? how does Alaska sound to you? Um, it just it seems real nice. They probably don't care about football up there. Um, so just another, like, homage to the, to the film. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Fair enough. Um, one more... Thing also, I want to say, did you know this is not the first time that NBC tried to make a Friday Night Lights series? I did not. So in 1993, the book Friday Night Lights, th- this was originally a book. I don't yeah. know if you knew. Yeah, it came
0: out. Yeah, and M- before the TV show, in the yeah
1: yeah, um, NBC tried to make or uh, try to adapt the book into a TV show. It starred a 21 year old Ben Affleck as the starting quarterback.
0: What The
1: name of this show is called. It's in my notes. I promise. Against the Grain. It aired in the fall of 1993. And Ben, ben, ben the Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is the star. Is he Jason
0: Street or Matt Harrison?
1: I think he's supposed to be
0: Jason Street. But it lasted eight episodes. You they can't...
1: didn't. They didn't get a whole lot of character development. I have not watched it, but I wow. probably will at this
0: point. I mean, was it the same creators like Peter Berg or any? You know. Anybody like that involved no, in the project? No, it was no. just NBC. Gotcha. But
1: NBC has a big, big soft spot for high school football, apparently. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, it could have been. It could have yeah. been the that could have been the show.
0: Man, but anyway. Um, other notes from the pilot. <laughs> oh man, there's. I just have a couple more things here, and then we. Can, I guess we can move on to the second episode, unless you have anything else. But the the, the pepper. We got to talk
1: about the pepper. Alley. Yeah, we got to talk about the pepper. Alley.
0: The Julie Taylor introduction with uh when matt and landry are debating like should we go over there or i guess it's more landry just telling matt this is what we're going to do and then julie shuts them both down in just a horrific way
1: yeah which i I do want to mention and i will try to be as objective as possible i absolutely 100 percent with all my heart hate
0: julie taylor does that go like? Is it, it is a, It doesn't waver at all. Like it's a fluctuate. Deep,
1: it's just a slow, gradual burn of not liking her more and more and more. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm just not a fan.
0: I'll tell you, they the writers did not waste any time trying to make you hate Julie Taylor. Uh, here is that clip that we're talking about.
1: So you you, you want to go for it? No, nope. it's a coach, I know know it's a coach's daughter, but is is that some kind of rule? I mean, we we can't talk to the coach's daughter? I wasn't aware of that rule. Come on, let's go.
0: Yes?
1: I'm in your English class.
0: Okay. So is he. Yeah.
1: We were just uh, wondering if you want to maybe have some lunch, talk some Moby Dick.
0: You're on the football team, right?
1: Actually, no, I don't play. He's technically barely on the team. He never plays. I hold extra points sometimes. Yeah, he held two last year. You no, know, not 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 well. But he he's kind of the backup extra.
0: I'm the backup quarterback. Street plays. I, I don't play much.
1: But you're still on the team. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat with football players. You know, I'm I'm not a football player. And I don't eat with you either. No problem. So yeah, not the greatest person in the world. No, not uh, but not she's not also ideal. a teenage girl. I should say she is supposed to be playing like a freshman, sophomore high school girl
0: and that's the meanest thing you can i don't talk to you either like yeah but and she was so excited she was like oh you're on the football team right like i have an out i don't have to talk to you she was so excited to shut them down
1: could you imagine though being a coach's daughter like put yourself spencer davis you are a 15 year old girl your dad coaches a big
0: i'm guessing like 6a high school football team the policy's fine like i think it's a good policy yeah no it's it's smart and honestly the players shouldn't tried anything oh like if
1: I, I mean first off i wouldn't be attractive enough to date the coach's daughter <laughs> but if i was like and yeah. Alyssa's going to be really mad that i said that i take it back i promise um but it just it wouldn't be i'm i'm just saying like it's you you don't date the coach's daughter no. especially <laughs> not as the quarterback it's way too cliche the, the back, yeah
0: <laughs> but the the problem is when she tells i don't talk to you either to landry like that is some I, that's unnecessary roughness. I love Landry. Do, I
1: probably would avoid him too. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Landry took that pretty well overall. I think we learned a lot about Landry in that forty-five second clip. Yeah, you know, just the the confidence to do this, followed by the hesitation, then the eventual follow through, and then the walk away proud ish. She's know. very happy with herself. She was not. She did not feel bad. She
1: took a DNA test. Turns out she is a hundred (laughs) percent that bitch.
0: So great Lizzo reference. Great Lizzo. Um, the pep rally though. So did the pep rally? Yes. Let's do pep rally. And then I have a note at the end of the pep rally. I'm excited. Okay.
1: So smash Williams is rapping at this pep rally. I don't really know what it's supposed to. It's it's like kind of like a, you know, preseason kickoff event trying to get people excited and the football team's there. And, You know, we're, you know, we're going to stay all the, all the alumni are holding up their rings, which is also an homage to how much these people care, uh, in the movie. Just like, hold, hold up your ring boys. This is our (laughs) team. Um, but this is such an amazing scene to me for a variety of reasons. First off, we get like Jason street posing with Tyra for a paparazzi, of sorts, and he's like, "Is this your new girlfriend?" Yeah, just like, why, why is that being, fo- why are photos <laughs> being taken of that? Why is also she doing all of this? Like,
0: what is, what are you gaining here? Tyra had we have not we haven't talked about Tyra yet. Tyra, Man, she's such a sweetheart. Tyra had a heck of a three episodes here. Um, honestly, like Tyra. <laughs> Tyra's another 25 year old she yes, Regan she's older way look just look and act way older than everybody else um, yeah it's a, like Lila looks like her younger sister essentially
1: yeah and, and well by the way also in this pilot not only is the Pep rally we also probably need to talk about the game a little bit because there's a game at the end
0: there is a game at the end uh, yeah. but
1: Pep rally um, but yeah Tyra sorry sorry to cut you off but Tyra
0: no, I mean she just. I, I, we can get into it with the second and third episodes, but like she has this little incident with Jason Street, but then like she's dating Riggins, um, it's a lot. but then like she also hooks up with Smash at one point, and sorta. Then, but like it looks like it's implied that they broke up off screen, but yeah. then like you find out in the third episode that. They didn't break up off screen, but then they broke up on screen. You it's know, with, weird. It was very how Tyra was kind of handled there. And also Tyra plays a big part in the uh, insult of the week, I think, that we're going to do later on. So,
1: uh, another insult of the week, that uh, candidate, um, Mac Brown, Texas head football coach, Mac Brown makes the most amazing cameo. <laughs> He's actually
0: a pretty good actor.
1: He's not. Ter- I. Th-
0: I think he's actually a pretty good actor. I honestly
1: don't think he's acting so much as like, hey, just go up to this guy and talk to him for like ten minutes. There's probably nine minutes of footage they didn't use. He's like, just talk to him like he's yeah. like a high school football coach. Yeah. What would you tell a high school football yeah. coach? And he's like telling him like, you know, like oh, like what are you gonna do not
0: before the game? Yeah. You don't
1: even know. You never. You never yeah. been
0: a head coach <laughs> not before the game. Is and, and then. Just, He's definitely not reading, like, he definitely does not have a script memorized. He There's is, no way.
1: He is improvising, and I want to see him at, like, the comedy cellar or the comedy store. Yeah. Put him in, or put him behind a mic, and let him just go off.
0: It's the best cameo. By the way, I don't know if you remember this or not, but he, North Carolina hired him.
1: I do, I remember.
0: I, I re-remembered that the other day. It my fever dream. My, uh, it blew my mind. Um... Also kind it was a weird thing during that scene that you're talking about, this is my other note, they made it seem like Mac Brown was boring Coach Taylor. Like Coach Taylor was just like sitting through talking to Mac Brown who a few months earlier, just won a national title. Yeah, like that's the most unrealistic thing that happens in this entire show. There's yes. no way that a high, a first year high school football coach is going to get bored at a pep rally for his team talking to Mac Brown in 2006.
1: Yeah. Also, are we supposed to believe that Mac Brown is a Dylan Dylan alumni? Like, is that why he's
0: there? I didn't think about that. I, I did not consider that. I don't think so. That
1: might be why he doesn't like it. Well, it like seemed him. like
0: there were other college coaches there, right? Or that was just the that impl- guy. The just Mac. You know? Just
1: Mac. Like he talks kind of about the history of Dylan. Yeah. So maybe we're supposed to in this fictional world he's Mac Brown, but he's a Dylan alumni. Do college
0: coaches in Texas go to events like that to just keep up relations with prominent high school. You kinda
1: that's why Charlie Strong, I think, kinda failed at Texas. Yeah. Is that he didn't he
0: was just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. I'm not dealing with that at all. So Yeah, maybe that was a – Mac Brown, I mean, obviously he knew what to say at, at an event like that. But I would think yeah. he'd be the most popular person there other than the five-star quarterback. Like.
1: Who, who would care about anyone else at that? If you were a, a small Texas high school football team, who would care about Smash or Jason? Why don't you give the mic to Mac Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Let him talk. Yeah. But it's it's a great cameo, and we'll talk a little bit about more him later. To kind of get into the game – um, as you have seen and we don't need to spend a whole lot of time, but Jay like first off, Dylan Panthers aren't doing so good in the first half. Um no. and they're you know, they're doing well enough to where they're right there, but oh man It's a common theme. It's first a, half is a
0: is a rough half. They're not a first they're half Dylan, team. No, they're a second half team. For they're
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest that's the dumbest football excuse. It's like we're not really a first half team. Yeah. we got it. We the got
0: second it. game that we see in this series the first half is only one play, but you know they're, they're second half team, so it's okay, yeah,
1: so not doing great in that first half, but they kinda kind of get it together. Jason Street's playing a little bit better, and then the hit happens it's super sad first off it it's, uh, it's something' it looks that, awkward yeah yeah and like this this type of thing uh, sadly just happens and it's yeah. not a fun thing um, you know as much as we all love football it's just the you know the one of the darker parts of the sport that something like this something so tragic like this can happen and to kind of relate it to the movie, you don't see this as traumatizing uh, of an injury, but in the movie, Booby miles, um, I think he tears his ACL or something like that. And he's out. Um, but he's the star, but in the, in the movie, we're earn you know, the TV show, Jason street being the star quarterback. Um, he's basically paralyzed from the neck down. Um, and we'll get more into his progress and his health, but everyone goes silent. Um, I thought it was a little bit strange that the parents ran onto the field, like I don't feel like that would actually happen. Um, I feel
0: like we've seen Wasn't there an Alabama running back a couple years ago that got hurt or, or was it to his parents like last year or something that when he was hurt his mom went onto the field? I'm remembering this vaguely. I
1: don't I don't feel like they would have enough time at a big college football game to like get onto the field. But I'm going to Google that. Street um, is carted off the field after he, so he throws a pick to to explain why he's in this position he he threw a pick um, and he tries to tackle the guy and leads with the crown that's why you you know it just yep. it wasn't a yeah wasn't a smart football play not, not to his fault he's a quarterback he's not a guy that tackles every down but just like you know it's for people who don't know this is you know a very believable thing and one of the dangers of you know playing football is that this can Easily happen, and yep. it's sad. Uh,
0: Two's parents did go into the medical tent last year okay the game. I don't know. Um, Not that it that you know. Well, it's tough. Yeah, yeah.
1: But Street carted off. He's taken to the hospital. Um, they still have the game to play, though. And so, Sarsen once again just <laughs> completely oblivious <laughs> to everything that's going on. He's just standing yeah, there. Yeah, has he's no got, idea that he's about to go into the game. He's got his hands like on his like his uh collar. his yeah his collar he's just like looking like well i wonder what i'm gonna watch on tv tonight <laughs> and just doesn't like you would think a he'd be showing more emotion yeah. that you would think that street would have mentored saracen a little bit in that qb room
0: you're spending it's really tough to, to know yeah because he's street, a sophomore street does talk about how saracen's a good kid
1: yeah, and you Saracen's know. Saracen's a sophomore. He should have been in that QB room. No, Jordan,
0: no junior quarterback on this team, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of weird.
1: Lo- little depth issue there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Saracen's just like standing there, and like you would think he'd be more emotional about this. And I'm not, you or know, or at least preparing to go into the
0: game, like get loose. I mean,
1: I don't necessarily fault him for that because I would be just in shock. But the fact that he's not doing either,
0: yeah, is no, just he's got to crazy. Do, he's got, he's either got to be. Totally focused on this his head's icon somewhere. in this town that he grew up in, or he needs to be getting his head ready. Yeah, his head's somewhere and else. And he, like, was it Coach Taylor that told him, Saracen, warm up or something? Yeah, like, like, get your hat on. Like, you should have done that five minutes ago, man. Like, He should be warmed up. You should be warming up. You know, we cover college games, and, you know, quarterback goes down before you can even look up. The backup is playing catch with a helmet on.
1: 2014 OU football, you could see yep. a lot of guys warming up on the sideline. It was it was bad, <laughs> um, but yeah. No Saracen, uh, he, he gets thrown in the game. Um, the one thing that bothers me about this when he goes in is the fact that like the refs need the captains to come out to midfield to discuss yeah, the, the injury that just happened. They're like, we need to make sure that the, <laughs> the captains know what happened and to, to tell both of their, all their players like, Hey, like let's be cool. And like the, yeah. the refs basically giving them like, Hey, let's, let's be safe. Let's use yeah. some technique. Yeah. Um, and, but like the fact that like coach said, was like Saracen, QB is a captain.
0: Yeah. So that's my theory. I think that that's what... I think the writers just wanted to like establish Saracen as this is your boy now.
1: I, I, I get that and yeah. I respect that. <laughs> but it's wrong and it's dumb.
0: This is... It's legend building. Like Matt Saracen, having seen all five seasons of Friday Night Lights, you, you recognize my, Matt Saracen as a legend, as an icon, as everything that... A Texas high school kid should, uh, you know, aspire to be, or any, you know, high school football, whatever. This is like the first, the building block of that. I think, quarterback's a captain. Is Matt Saracen
1: elite? no uh yeah no
0: i i get what you're saying it, yeah. it's
1: definitely in it, it's it's important to his character arc and it's it's good to establish that it just says from a football standpoint which there's a lot of football yeah. things that don't make sense
0: it's a bad football logic award which um we will, it's, we a have, sure. yeah, it's a candidate for sure it made the watch
1: list yeah um the other thing so matt saracen he's he's struggling yeah if you want to make short jokes about any quarterbacks, Matt Saracen might be your prime target. He's
0: is he, he how tall do we think he is?
1: I would assume he's like five seven,
0: five eight. No way! You mean the he's, actor?
1: Yeah, the actor. Oh, okay.
0: I, I mean, I, I think we're led to believe that he's like five eleven, six foot.
1: In the show. I I don't, I don't know about that. He just looks
0: super short. He's he doesn't have he's. I'm looking it up.
1: I I, I just I don't know. I don't know.
0: Zach Guilford height no 5'8". 5'8". Right on the money. That's me. So, um,
1: not not the biggest quarterback. Although, to Maddie, Maddie's credit, you, high school quarterbacks don't need to be 6'5". And most of them aren't 6'5". A lot of them are pretty short. Um, and you kind of just, you honestly just kind of go with the guys that have the best arms yeah. at the high school level. But... Matt Saracen um, goes into the game. He leads the team to victory against some other team, which I don't have written down. There's actually, either. like, a on the Wikipedia page, you can look at, like, the... Like, someone took the time to, like, put together, like, the results of all the games that they played. So that's kind of cool. Um,
0: a little spoiler alert there, but...
1: Yeah, so they win 27-24, uh... We don't get to to kind of transition because we've spent a lot of time on the pilot, although it is an, it, it's a beautiful pilot. Um, the second episode doesn't have any football. Um, I have no, notes on the second episode. None whatsoever. Um, but this is where we kind of get into basically just like transitioning from yeah. learning more about what Streets Injury is – um, you also get some Tim Riggins, Smash Williams, a lot of fights, a lot of we got, fights. We got a
0: diner fight. We got a, we got an on the field fight. I have so <laughs> many thoughts about the diner fight, <laughs> but continue. I have I have the sequence of the diner fight. Just I'm I, I want to talk about who you blame more for this for this diner fight, uh, and also it kind of ended early. I don't know. I guess we're we're getting ahead of ourselves there. But um, all right, so are we we're fully into the second episode now.
1: We are fully into the second episode I, now.
0: I want to point out. The Matt Saracen feel-good story lasted exactly three minutes and two seconds. (laughs) It was over. It was three minutes and two seconds. Buddy Garrity at the church where they're having a prayer service for Jason Street. Buddy Garrity says to Coach Taylor, we need a plan for Friday night. We actually need a plan for the rest of the season is what we need, Eric. So tell me, you think little Matt Saracen can get it done? Little Matt, so Saris. disrespectful from Buddy <laughs> Garrity. <laughs> not, not a great look. And this is like there. There's a few other. There's a. There's a luncheon where, um, uh, just a random old woman is like, you know, don't let Matt Saracen throw the ball. We don't want any of our boys getting hit in the helmet, as if that's a bad thing. Like Matt, Sar- like if you if the quarterback hits a wide receiver in the helmet, that is the wide receiver's fault. <laughs>
1: Head on a swivel.
0: I want to point that out. I want to highlight that. That is the wide receiver's fault. At least it's in
1: the vicinity. That's hard to do. It's a
0: pretty accurate throw. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And there's a couple other times where, what was it? When Connie Britton's character, Tammy, is at that book club, and they're like, got to tell your husband to put my boy in. He'll save us. Like,
1: (laughs) Okay, the women at the book club are the most, like, annoying football moms i think i've ever come across they're just it's like pretty rough yeah they are just the thing is, is i think that and you know it's fine that they care about football i think tammy the, at least the expression i get from her going into that i think she went to be a part of that book club well, to she, get away to get away from football like yeah. she's just like i don't want to talk about football i want to talk about this damn book yeah. that I read for this club yep. <laughs> and all you guys want to talk about is jet sweeps and, you know, halfback counters. Like, I don't care. Like, let's talk about the analogies in this book, yeah. but she's not getting her way. And which is sad. Cause I love Tammy and
0: everyone should respect her. That that whole scene, she was just like, "Oh, what did I get myself into?" Oh no! And then by the, the next, we hear about it. She's like, "I'm on four committees now." Like, apparently, she got roped. She didn't get to talk about the book at all. I don't, I don't, I didn't write down what book it was, but yeah, no. no, no discussion about the book, just football and different committees. That's a Friday Night Lights trivia night
1: question. I think we need to come up with we'll come up with a list. The a what, book? B- what book were
0: they reading? <laughs> <laughs> what book did they not discuss? We don't even know. Um, I want to point this out. So we see for, again beginning of the second episode. This Buddy Garrity intense. We need a plan for the rest of the season. Matt Saracen can't get it done. Yada yada. Next scene is Lila Garrity just in complete denial, talking about other spinal injuries that you know have turned out to be good success stories. He's playing yeah. basketball at Santa Barbara, wherever it was. And I thought it was an interesting dichotomy to show this father daughter they kind of like drive the show in many ways. Like they're not the most important people, but they kind of influence everything else that happens. Like Buddy Garrity just gets crap done. Yeah. And Lila Garrity is not going to wait on anybody. Like I can definitely see when they were writing these characters, like Lila is definitely Buddy's daughter, but it's interesting to see the differences in what they're focusing on in this tragedy. Yeah.
1: They, well, they just have their hands in a lot of pots. Like yeah. they influence it. Like you said, they influence a lot of what the other characters do and they also have a lot of interest in a lot of the other characters. I think yeah. there's a lot of characters on the show where you can see that, like, I don't really care about this person. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that um, Coach Taylor is necessarily invested into Buddy Garrity, obviously. He's not even super invested into, you know, some of his players. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that, and there's only really so much the TV show can do. But Buddy is super invested into everyone on that football team, all the coaches, all the boosters. And then Lila just being the the senior junior I don't know cheer what cheer captain uh, I think cheer senior. captain I think senior but she's just like got so much going on yeah. um, she wants everyone to love her That's yeah. a terrible job at it
0: um, but well, you know we, yeah I mean the try the try hard yeah and she's but, she's but she's nice the, I mean nice try hard super nice she finally sticks up for herself in the third episode um, yes
1: but you can tell that like. The two of them are like, I mean, like you said, it's very much she is his daughter. Yeah. And like the two of them, it's, i have never really thought about that, for the fact that they kind of do drive a lot of the show, yeah. at least in the first, you know, few seasons when they're a lot involved. Uh, and the two of them as just fan favorites, I think it's pretty hit and miss. I know a lot of people love Lila, a lot of people hate her. Um, and then Buddy's kind of the same way. Um, but they're just very polarizing figures that make things move.
0: Probably two of the best. I I mean, I told you off mic before we started. I think Buddy Garrity steals every single scene. He's he's funny. He's He's definitely funny. He is. He's the comedic relief. Maybe the best written character. I mean, like Coach Taylor's a good written character, but he sometimes will like go in and out of that. I feel like.
1: Well, do you feel like the producers of the show just like told the writers like, hey? We want you to just in disguise go to a high, like a small Texas high school football town and try to f- trying to find the booster club leader. Yeah, like and follow him around, befriend him, yeah. get drinks with him, know everything about this guy because to a T he is that perfect quintessential yeah. Texas high school football program booster. And it's just so spot on. Of all the things in he's that not show, not even a
0: parent of a kid on the team.
1: He's just a former state championship Dylan Panther quarterback who owns the car dealership, and he loves like needs
0: something to put his money into.
1: And he loves the Dylan Panthers more than anything on God's green earth. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's an absolute perfect character. Just the they way ca- they wrote it, is and, and
1: the way that Brad Leland, and a lot of credit has to go to him. Yeah, of course. he yeah, yeah, nails yeah.
0: it. He nailed it, hundred percent. Again, I think he's. I think it's the best performance of the first three episodes, um, just in terms of acting.
1: By the way, I do think it's really funny that the second episode is called "Eyes Wide Open," um, when a lot of the plot of like <laughs> the fact that Buddy. Isn't completely sold on Matt Saracen as a quarterback? is yeah. like, did he close his eyes yeah. when he threw that hail? Mary yeah, that's catch the other, players? that's
0: more of the doubt seeping in. Like, you know, he, you can't close your eyes on every pass. You know, was that on the radio show or something? I don't remember exactly when I that think was. He tells it to Coach
1: but Taylor, but I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of speculation that he did not have his eyes open. Yeah. And then, uh, and I've, we've got a clip um, where Matt Saracen answers some of the that, you know, some of that concern. You up for this? Yes, sir. Let me ask you one question. Last Friday night when you threw that pass, that that winning pass. Did you close your eyes? No, sir. My eyes were open, sir. My eyes were wide open. That's what I thought. Let's go play football. Yeah, I thought, you know. Just that moment again, you're talking about legend building with, with Saracen. Like, no, his eyes were open. No, it wasn't lucky. I mean, maybe it was a little bit of luck, but he, he did it intentionally. And yeah. I think that adds a lot to how much faith the audience is supposed to have in Matt Saracen at this point, even though he's still very much the underdog.
1: There's a little Baker Mayfield to him.
0: A little bit, yeah. He's not. Although you wouldn't have doubted it with Baker.
1: But I think there was a lot of doubt of what Baker could do when he yeah. got to OU. When he was
0: well even in high school i think
1: yeah yeah he's just a small he's a small quarterback yeah wasn't really sure how he was going to play out and like you know he, he, the tennessee game cuz yeah. i mean just kind of just draw some parallels here but yeah. ou tennessee and we apologize for making so many ou references
0: <laughs> about it. we cover ou sorry so yeah <laughs>
1: um but yeah no it's it definitely it sets him up for what is just an epic, you know, 20, uh, 22 episode first season. Uh, it's a lot. This is a
0: long first season. It
1: is a, <laughs> and I'd love to know where the show goes. Like if they do stick to that format, I do think it's absolutely ridiculous to have any season longer than like 10 episodes at this point. But I yeah. think that's like We're the, tw- pa- the like, past few years influencing that
0: like 12 or 13, I think is, is pretty much the max. Yeah. And a lot of them like, like, Barry on HBO, I don't know if you've seen that, it's eight episodes. Like, yeah. Fleabag was six. Like, think, those are two of the best shows of the year. I think ten is the sweet spot. It's a, a little too short for me. I mean, I just watched Mindhunter, that was nine. I think anywhere like six to twelve. This is a lot, though. 22. 22. I mean, and there are some shows, I think that's what, like, the networks do it this way. So, like, some of the comic book shows that have been on, like, ABC and stuff have long seasons. Um... I think a lot of times NBC, ABC, like CBS, like Big Bang Theory has a million episodes in a season. Yeah, Shows like that from these networks are typically longer orders.
1: And that's the crazy thing about this is that it is a network television show and the way it's shot, and I don't know if you want to super get into this, but the fact that they shoot the entire series on DSLRs basically. Like I'm pretty sure they use like, I think I read somewhere it was like Canon 70s, which is just a pretty good camera, but you can buy it. And it's just like they just... (laughs) It's affordable. It's affordable compared to a lot of like TV shows. But, and that was one of the concerns, just some more half-assed internet (laughs) research. That's one of the producer, or some of the producer's concerns with the show is that it's too jiggly and it's very shaky. There are
0: a couple, especially the football scenes are very shaky. But I think that's good because it makes you feel like it's a videographer because it's not like the broadcast angle. Yeah. I'm, I have my hands in my ear in the air like you can like the audience can see <laughs> my hands that are in the air to show like, you know, if you're watching a football game on CBS in a few Sundays, the angle is from up top.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it looks cool. It just it does kind of like, whoa, just like when you're yeah. kind of. I think it's more so when I'm watching it on a bigger TV. It kind of is more noticeable. If you watch it on your phone, yeah. not so
0: much. You're a little bit closer to the action that way. Yeah. But it is, it's hard, it's tougher to get like the geometry of the field down. Yeah. Um,
1: but uh, one thing that is perfect for this is just how everything is, you know, shot in like real places. There's not really any, there's no sets. All yeah. of this is shot in Austin. Yeah. Which like, the Alamo Freeze. There's a point in the pilot where you can very clearly see the Dairy Queen sign outside. It's the Alamo Freeze, is, it's supposed to be the Dairy Queen. Yeah. But like, it's just funny to me that like, they didn't think like <laughs> maybe we should have tried to clear that, that better. Yeah. But. Uh, to kind of move on to another restaurant because I, I want to talk about this is the, is
0: the diner. The diner, yeah.
1: Where a lot of things happen at the diner. The at diner, least in the early episodes. A lot
0: of Tyra action at the diner. Tyra? Tyra loves that diner. diner. yeah <laughs> um, Just like mocking Lila talking, you know, as she's talking to the reporters from like four booths away. She's like, oh really? That's so interesting. whenever Lila Yeah, something.
1: It's, it's perfect. She's so petty and I love it. I'm here for it. But... Man, do Smash
0: and Tim Riggins do not like each other whatsoever. Do you... Oh, we missed this from the pilot. So, you and I have both attended a lot of media days. So many media days. For various things. Have you ever (laughs) even approached... Or had a player even approach the level of Tim Riggins just flat out saying, I don't like Smash, and Smash, Smash doesn't like me? Like, that would... There's no way that would ever happen at a media day, high school no. or college.
1: No, I will say this, and I won't say who it was. I will protect their oh, their this identity. Is juicy, but as someone who talks to high school football players for a living, kids sometimes forget who they're talking to. Really? And I've had a player. I'm not going to say who it is, and not going to say what year or time frame it was. Uh, but there was a point. Where a player, I'm not even going to say what's, uh, you know, it's high school football, but I did have at one point a player say like, a der- not a derogatory comment, but just like, basically said, I don't like this guy. Really? Uh, and I was just like, I, I'm I not going to, I didn't, I don't think I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to include that. But like, yeah, no, the, and that's the thing though. And that's why I like that scene. I think if you were in front of the camera, you probably wouldn't say it, but when you're kind of off to the side yeah. with someone recording them on a recorder, um, you might be, you know, and, you know, kind of our job is to kind of talk to players, you know, or talk to players in a way that doesn't seem so forced, like yeah. at like a press press conference, very forced, just like, hey coach, uh, could you talk about uh, your depth that's in the secondary? But like when you're talking to a player off to the side and no one else is around, you try to make it more personal. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it goes a little off the rails. But I yeah. like that. I like that touch. And that's Tim Riggins, yeah. though. You know, it's, and Smash Williams, as we mentioned, questions Eric Taylor yeah, on camera TV, yeah.
0: which I do want to know. He's like looking at the camera as he says, off the record. Like, off the record. <laughs> 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 I'm about to go in on Eric Taylor. <laughs> um,
1: and yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. that was a
0: strange thing. Let's diner scene. Get diner back, scene. back on track. Sorry to take us off. I'm gonna go through the sequence of events here and I want you to tell me who do you think's at fault? Who am think's at fault. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but essentially, um, Riggins hears Smash say something cocky and he walks over and he says, Get up, you're in Street's booth. Smash says, Go sleep it off and be on time for practice for a change. It's, yikes. But that does not set Riggins off. Riggins says, You're right. You guys enjoy your evening. And then Smash goes in again and he says, Smile, Riggs. God don't like ugly. <laughs> and that's what, you know, then Riggins, what is he, throws a bottle?
1: Yeah, he like throws glass yeah. <laughs> at Smash If that hits him, which I'm sure Tim Riggins is like he, or Tim Riggins didn't plan to hit him. He probably just wanted to like scare him, yeah. Scare him a little bit. Uh, how does that
0: not turn into a full fist fight? Because the, the scene ends. I feel yeah. like it ends early.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I don't really know who's at fault there.
0: I think Smash. I think the God don't like ugly thing. Just, he's already. Uh, yeah, probably. He's telling him to smile. As well, he's walking away. So like, here's
1: my thing. Tim does a great thing in walking away. He does. That's smart. Yeah. Yep. Smash doesn't need to say that extra little comment. Yeah, I don't thing. think it warrants throwing glass at you. No, though.
0: no, no. It, it, it's not something where the punishment fit the crime.
1: I think they're both but, in the wrong here. Th- of
0: course, they're both in the wrong.
1: But but who, to say who's more at fault, like I do think, like you, sh- like his <laughs> comment didn't warrant glass being thrown. But also, Tim did make the the the, the justified cho- or the the better choice in trying to walk away from the situation yeah. and smash egged him on
0: should smash be sitting in in uh, in his in street's booth
1: you know that's such a hard question to, to say and we know that a street is a fictional character and he's going to be fine like i mean he yeah. you know he he it wasn't like a street gets a lot better from this and you'll you'll yeah. you'll see that and i'm sure you know that if you've already watched the show and I hope I didn't spoil a lot for other people. <laughs> Although watching, or was he doesn't get that
0: better. I mean,
1: he gets like he gets controlled, like his hands. He doesn't walk
0: though. Okay. Anyway, we don't need to go into
1: street specifics <laughs> for people who are watching it for the first time. Uh, it does. He doesn't get like that much better, yeah. I guess. But anyway, um, I think it's. I mean, you can obviously tell Tim is going through a lot right now, and yeah. he's never gone. I well, Tim's gone through a lot.
0: Because there's a lot of it's just always going through something. Deep seated. He's an alcoholic before this happened at like 17 years yeah. old.
1: He has deep seated, uh, you know, parent issues. Yeah. Um, his brother is not really a great caretaker for him, um, or not a great example. And I know Billy tried to do a lot, but I think there probably is a point before the time that Tim is, you know, quote yeah. unquote, 15 or 16, where Billy is like, y- "We don't need to be drinking all the time, buddy." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not blaming Billy, but you know, if he's going to be acting as the parent, like maybe don't let your little brother drink that much. Yeah. Um, well, although Tim does buy his own beer, I'm pretty sure at several points in the show.
0: Here's what I'll say. I have a take on the, uh, if smash should be sitting in that booth. Okay. I think he was doing it intentionally.
1: Do you think, th- do you because, think like he's
0: out here talking? Oh man. Like, he's that's out- dark. <laughs> He's that's at, super dark. He's out here saying, like, you know, streets down. Somebody's got to jump on the ball, you know, whenever there's a fumble. Like, I'm the guy now. Like, get behind Smash. Like, everything he's doing is methodical. I, so think, you he's, think, that I think he is intentionally he, sitting in Street's booth.
1: So, you think, like, the booth is kind of like the Iron Throne. Like, he's just like, that's yeah. that's where he's sh- supposed to I be. I think he
0: is literally and figuratively trying to take over for Jason Street's leadership on the team. And trying to be <sighs> the guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm just not much of a like this is my booth kind of guy. Like, so it's just like hard for me to justify yeah. like, why are you that upset? But I understand.
0: I mean, and look, the counterpoint to that is the diner's pretty packed. So like, you know, he had to sit somewhere. We didn't, we don't, we didn't see what the diner looked like, what his choices were yeah. when he walked in. But <laughs> to a
1: lot of diner talk.
0: <laughs> but it did seem I don't know just everything else. And Smash didn't really deny the fact that he was sitting in Streets' booth.
1: Yeah. And Smash, like, for all honesty, like, you know, Tim, or or to kind of go back to where where, what I was talking about, is like, you know, just Tim's going through, he's like watching the game film, crying, like, he's just like, I think he's just trying to find anything to take that anger out on. Um, And just honestly, like, it just... Was was he looking to start something with Smash? Was he hoping that Smash Eggman to give him a reason to yeah, throw something? I think so. You'll walk
0: over there unless you're prepared to do something.
1: Yeah. Um. So I I just I don't know. There's a lot of there. You know, both of them are in wrong. Yeah. It's a crazy scene just yeah. in general. Yeah. But
0: um, what else from episode two we got here? Um. More just t- uh, Matt Saracen doubt. Oh, we have a... Uh, there's there's some things in, in the show that have aged poorly. Uh, again, 2005. Let's talk about them. And uh, the the concept of a rally girl, I think. Yeah, is, that didn't uh, age well. I no. mean, like... So this actually still happens. Um, and we actually... So I, I played baseball at Jinx. And we had, quote-unquote, Diamond Dolls. Um... Basically, what they did—you're just
1: outing yourself to get canceled. It's <laughs> Just a really brave
0: move. But. Listen, I didn't require. They just were like, here. I don't. I don't. I don't even know why. Did, did, I don't know why we had them.
1: Did your diamond doll like make cupcakes and just, do your homework? Like
0: they, no, they weren't. They did. Sometimes they would like leave snacks in our lockers or something, or like they'd like make signs for everybody. Like, so like oh, for okay. like a, a weekend series or something, well, they would go into the locker room and like leave like a decorated like. You know, Spencer Davis sign or whatever. Like, I guess
1: that's not much different because, like, I feel like che- that's
0: just what cheerleaders do, basically. Yeah, but they weren't cheerleaders. I don't know why these—they're a separate were- entity. Yeah, I don't know why they volunteered because, like, they didn't have a brother on the team, or at least my the girl that I'm thinking of that did them for me did not, and wasn't even anybody that I knew very well. Like, I mean,
1: it's probably a little bit like a sorority complex. Like we're all rally girls, yeah. you know. And I'm sure like their mom was like, "I was a rally girl back in that day." <laughs>
0: But I want to play this clip because it's very, it's very creepy. This Matt Saracen getting introduced to the concept of a rally girl. Hey, Matt. So I'm yours. Sorry. Well, now that you're first
1: string, you get a first string rally girl. So the way this usually works is you tell me what you like and I'll provide it. What do you like, Matt?
0: So that seems, I mean, I didn't play the full clip. At the end of the clip, if you, if you don't remember, she, what she ends up uh, being alluded, you know, alluding to is, I'll make you chocolate something. I don't even remember what it was. It was like a chocolate peanut butter it's pie or something. Yeah, she's going to break. She's going to bake him some desserts. Yeah. But the line there uh, does not imply baked goods, I don't think. I, uh, I do It's know. a little. I, I thought it was a little over the top. Well. For, I, I
1: just think overall rally girls in general is just like, what is this concept yeah. that we're doing here? But
0: again, another, I'm sure this still happens. I'm sure at Allen high school right now, they're the football players or, you know, the other sports have an equivalent to a rally girl. And they definitely did in the mid 2000s is just like another detail that the creators of the show got right. Whatever I don't know what they did to research this show, but I don't know. Probably
1: just like, you know, he's got a kid in high school. And then just like, like, uh, rally, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, my kid has this 15 year old girl that bakes some cookies every now and then. Like, why don't we have rally
0: girls? But then later, I don't remember which episode in one of the first three, like, Tim Riggins walks over and just starts making out with the girl just unprompted and seemed like didn't have consent to do so. Yeah. Well, there's um, also... But then say, she was kind of happy about it it seemed like. Was it the same rally girl? I need to, I forgot to look that up. Well, I remember... Was like, it Matt's rally girl? Probably. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I know that one rally girl just comes up to Tim's like,
1: here's your paper. Yeah, and that's the girl. I, yeah. I misspelled a few words to make it yeah. seem like it was you. I was just like, that's pretty smart.
0: Yeah, that, which another low-key uh, insult of the week, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: definitely you got anything else for episode two episode two no um it was uh, oh
0: wait one more scene the uh which we played it in the intro this is the scene that you heard um the very beginning of this episode of matt sarahson and coach taylor just on the field coach taylor's hyping them up your teammates will believe in you if they hear you Like that is Friday Night Lights to me. I think that was the scene that jumped out to me the most um, of these three episodes in terms of just setting the scene for what this is going to be. Most definitely. The other quick thing that uh, we need to talk about about episode two before we get into, I guess, the big emotional high point of this episode is uh, when they tell the team about Jason Street. Um, But before that... Little palate cleanser here. Um, The whole Red Hot Chili Peppers metaphor, where Landry's like, "You can't tell, you know, you can't, you can't compare yourself to Jason Street. Jason Street's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, my band's not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're we're just different. We're not any better or worse." And then Matt's like, "You're definitely a whole lot worse than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, way worse than the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The what what did he call it? The you wrote it down. The Christian uh, Uh, Christian
1: metal speed band."
0: (laughs) What is speed even? I don't. I have no clue. <laughs> like, that doesn't describe a genre of music as far as I'm. Maybe it does. Maybe. It's not my style. Yeah. So,
1: I have no clue what it is, to be but honest. But just
0: that whole thing, and then Saracen, the Matt Saracen Overthinking Award for this episode goes, to, in my opinion, you may have a, a different vote here, but it would go to Matt Saracen for Naturally. then tanking, taking this Red Hot Chili Peppers metaphor to the media. And not really fleshing it out. Just being like, man, <laughs> my friend Landry said this. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to, it's like, man, Jason's like the red hot chili peppers. And they're like, well, then who are you? And it's like, exactly. Who am I? Like, galaxy brained this <laughs> first press interview. Like, that's the point. Who's Matt Saracen? I don't know. We're about to find out. I don't know. I thought that not, that sequence was kind of funny. Not great. Um, also, Coach Taylor visiting Street in the Hospital and presents him with the signed ball from his teammates, and he said, Riggins sign it. Who taught him to sign his name? (laughs) Like, (laughs) You're really mean. I mean, I guess he deserves it at this point because he hasn't gone to see his best friend in the hospital yet. A
1: terrible best friend move. But,
0: And I have takes on this. I think think we should let... I think they need to let Tim Riggins grieve how he wants to.
1: Fair, but... your best friend's in the hospital (laughs) forever yeah you can go see him
0: and i guess we we get more into this in the third episode where he turns out he's blaming himself and that's why he can't bring himself to go see him
1: yeah and which
0: is fine i guess
1: he was 30 30 yards from him well just (laughs) max just like well oh man he just thinks he did it.
0: But like Lila, Tim's mom, or uh, sorry, Street's mom, like everybody's pressuring him to go visit him. And he's like, all he does is drink beer and, you know, hit the beer cans with a golf club. I don't know. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was a funny, like Tyra just comes up, it's like,
0: hey, just like, how's it going? And <laughs> it turns so sour, so quick. So bad. Um, how would your coach react? Cause you wrestled in high school, right? That's that's a fact. Okay, you're 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 a, you're a high school wrestler. You're 17, and you show up to practice drunk. How, how does your coach uh, handle that situation?
1: Well, since it did happen at one practice, <laughs> <No. laughs> um, that kid definitely probably wouldn't be on the team anymore. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm,
0: I mean, I'm thinking. <sighs> There's got to be some kind of a rehab program, other than just letting the his teammates beat the crap out of him to teach him a lesson, which is what happens in this show. Yeah, like it's <laughs> just like you're drunk. All right, everyone, tackle him. <laughs> Coach Taylor's treatment of of Tim Riggins in the first three episodes of the show is low key illegal on so many different levels. Just
1: <laughs> spoiler alert: Tim <laughs> ends up loving him. <laughs> just like yeah, but. <laughs>
0: Like he he could have killed Tim Riggins on multiple occasions if uh, if the worst case scenario would have happened. I and
1: know. we'll get more into his treatment of Tim Riggins in the third episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, um What
0: do you what did you think about the way that Coach Taylor informs the team that Jason Street is paralyzed?
1: I mean, it's such a I, I like that he did bring the whole team together and like it's such a such a, like a heartfelt scene and like it's You know, I can't imagine being in that position. And I think everyone, you finally get emotional, Matt Saracen. Um, But like, it's just uh, that was a really, I felt like that was a really moving scene. And it just like kind of shows what Street meant to that entire team as a whole, even with the differences he might have had or what differences players, you know, have with among other players. But like, just like Street was their guy, he was their rock. And that was just so such an emotional scene. And I, you know, would hate to just be in that position of coach Taylor where you're in that, you you know, you have to go in front of 50 guys and tell them, okay, like streets, streets paralyzed. He's not going to be able to play again. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to walk again, but such a, just such a tough scene. Yeah. But I do think it also just adds to this layer, like how, you know, Eric Taylor, it, it, we just talked about how bad he handles Tim Riggins, but I think he does handle a lot of the a lot of the stuff really well. Yeah, as far as he does like a good job for the being most part. a head coach, yeah. being a leader, um, and that's what you. That's you know that's why we all love. Yep. Eric Taylor.
0: Yep. Um, we forgot. Well, no, we can do that. The uh, the insult of the week. I guess that's probably it for. I mean, there's some other notes here that we could talk about. Episode 2, but we are pretty far deep into this podcast. We should probably move on to... Try the... to go lightning around on Episode 3. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I referenced this earlier. So, Episode 3 starts with a game. Yes. And the first half is one play. It's play action. Saracen rolls out, avoids a defender, throws a long pass. It appears it's going to be a touchdown. The broadcasters tell us it's going to be a touchdown. And then the receiver... Drops the ball at like the or gets the ball poked out of like the ten yard line, and that was the first half. That's all we saw from the whole first half. Which
1: honestly felt like that play. And this is a bad football logic thing. Like that one play really messed them up. Was it the first play of the game? I don't know. Like it that just, was
0: my my feeling was I'm watching the first play of the game.
1: Yeah, and like it kind of because he says like that's a gutsy call. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so probably pretty early in the game. It just felt like, yeah, they fumbled, but, like, I guess, I mean, I guess, it's not yeah. not that
0: big of a killer. like it,
1: That early in the game, no. Yeah. You know how many times, you know, teams turned the ball over in the first half? And it's like a
0: really good punt, basically. It's an arm punt. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Or, you know, uh, but, a little yeah. bit better execution than an arm punt. But then and, the and next th- scene is Coach Taylor just, like, ripping the team apart for not executing. and
1: I mean, that receiver deserved to, like, get yelled at for yeah. not tucking the ball and, like. Yeah. Keeping better control of it because, obviously, if you do score early, sometimes it can't set the momentum. Yeah. By the way, one thing, and I, I know we need to get through this quick, but like I do think it's kind of funny how like no wide receiver gets any type of play on this show. It's like QB, running back, those are the only important people on this team. Football in 2005, man.
0: Receivers didn't matter. I, I guess. <laughs> you ran the ball and everyone knew the quarterback was important.
1: Yeah, no. I just feel like it's just weird because we don't really know any of the receivers other than like later in in the show. Where yeah, we,
0: I don't. I don't recall. It's pretty much the only people we get to know are the quarterbacks, the running backs, and then Riggins is a fullback. And then yeah, <laughs> just other, other quarterbacks that are coming for Matt Saracen's job. It's really. Yeah. Uh, it's it's about it. Um, but
1: yeah, no, that play really sets them up, and then. In that in that game, Coach Taylor's just like my favorite part of that whole that whole game is the fact that so they end up uh, Matt Saracen, little Maddie Magic. Uh, Wait, is that his nickname? No, but I'm calling him Maddie, Maddie, Maddie Magic. Maddie Magic. He takes off with time expiring, 15, 10 yards out. It's it's a red zone play. Yeah, and they're down by six. He sprints towards the end zone, takes off um and is just an inch short of yep. the goal line they lose 13 yep. to 7 uh they get in the locker room coach taylor's just like hey son you know what you went out there you did you had a good performance good game
0: but not, not good enough <laughs> but not nearly good enough just like very is that the cuz he he invokes that tone later in the series but i yeah. think that's the first but not nearly getting enough. <laughs> just like the way he enunciates just like <laughs> sticks with you i don't yeah.
1: know no it's uh it's a great coach taylor moment and that's the football for i mean that's the lone football game in in the third episode um, which
0: i'm fine with i don't the football games are kind of my least favorite part of the show <laughs> yeah
1: well i was going to say the 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 kind of funny thing about this having such a long season is that it kind of alternates like one episode, there's a game and then there's an episode where there's no game. Yeah. Um, and you kind of got to do that in the context of like a long high school football season. Yeah. Um. But, but as we get into this, you know, we see more of just like this team that's really lost without their leader. Um, and I completely like, I think I messed up the, the timeline on this, but the whole smash Williams going on TV, I, I'm now blanking, now I think I believe that's that the hap- third. The it wasn't, it wasn't
0: the, was the third episode, but it happened. I know we've mentioned it, it before. happens later. Um, yeah. other stuff before that, um, Buddy Garrity introduces the idea of Ray Voodoo Tatum, yes. Um, so,
1: once again, like a very just a kind of telling of the time, yeah, is Hurricane Katrina happens and Ray Tatum, who's this star quarterback out of. I don't know how Buddy says it. It's like Louisiana. He like says yeah. it in such a weird way.
0: Um, it's funny that his nickname is Voodoo. Voodoo, ta- like it's have a you, great. Have you been? To New, have you been to New Orleans? Yes. Yeah. So New Orleans. I think we have we been to New Orleans together. No. No. Okay. I've been a few times. That's Jesse, um, you're thinking of. Okay. Um, been to New Orleans a few times. Voodoo is very big in in the French Quarter. Like yeah. there's a bunch of voodoo shops, so like that I guess that's where they got the nickname from.
1: It's a great nickname.
0: It's a great nickname for somebody that is moving from New Orleans to Texas. Yeah. But it's a weird nickname for somebody that just like lives in New Orleans. Yeah. Like how do you live in New Orleans and have the nickname He's just Voodoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but it is a great nickname. Ray Tatum's a great name. Again another character who looks like he's 27 years old. Um he, he
1: looks like Lincoln Riley's next grad transfer. Like, he he's so old, but he is.
0: He, he has, definitely has more facial hair than any adult on this show, right? Other than pretty the, much. Does Other Tim's Lin- brother have facial?
1: Billy hair? does yeah. at points, but yeah, no. So we we learn of Ray Tatum. He's a uh, you know, dual threat quarterback. Yeah, this his whole family's been displaced, and I guess. I kind of guess we're led to believe that a bunch of other Texas high school football teams are like trying
0: to win the voodoo sweepstakes. Yeah. Basically. Well, you see the coach from the opposing team coming out of the motel as the Dylan <laughs> cohort. It's so shady. It's very, I mean, that's what you, you hear about that stuff happening in colleges, like college coaches running into each other, recruits front yard or something. But yeah, would they wear, would these high school coaches wear their official team? I would not. I don't think so. I, really, I would not. I kind of doubt it. I mean, I guess them being there by itself is not illegal.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, you probably, don't, probably don't want your head football coach walking of motel rooms in their gear. Yeah. Because that in itself kind of looks a little bad.
0: Yeah. But I guess whatever... Uh Whatever Coach Taylor said there, basically, you know, I love the line, starting spots are not earned in hotel motel rooms. They're earned on the field. Um, I guess that inspires Voodoo Tatum to uh, come be a Dylan Panther because he shows up by the end of this episode, uh, I think at the very end, right?
1: Wearing the baggiest clothes.
0: Wearing very 2005 clothes, yeah. Um,
1: But, buddy... I mean. Also, I think it helps. Like, Buddy Garrity's offering his dad a job. Yeah, um which a hu- that happens. A I mean, house. Again, um, these
0: people did the research. Like,
1: yeah. So, like, they they put together a pretty good recruiting pitch. But that's a yeah. that. I mean, it's a fun storyline for sure because uh, Ray Tatum, a hundred percent, sticks around yeah. for a lot of this first season. Yeah. Um and. Makes you know, Matt Saracen like pretty uneasy about where he stands. And there's parts of me that I'm like, it feels almost like Matt Saracen just like would love to have this duty taken away from him. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's finally my time. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, Uh, by the way we should mention and we didn't mention this earlier but Tammy Taylor works at Dylan now. Yeah which is a A point of contention between her and her husband.
0: In terms of what's aged poorly yeah I mean I think uh, Coach Taylor's reaction to this uh, and I I do kind of wish we would have gotten more of that scene, seen more of that fight but of course that conversation is interrupted by um, him getting the call that Jason is paralyzed so that kind of put on hold but it seems like a pretty big conflict of interest honestly like yeah I mean Tammy Taylor should be able to get whatever job she wants but having a guidance the optics are not good there for the wife of the football coach to be the guidance counselor for the high school
1: definitely some shady things could go on but we do know Tammy Taylor is the most pure soul we know that yeah. But optics-wise. Well, she wise. would not
0: cheat for her husband's gain.
1: And she doesn't. Like, literally, there are times where she just, like, puts her foot down. Like, no. Yeah. I'm not helping
0: you with this. Which, which is a great way to keep her and her character involved, I think. Um, but, yeah, optics-wise, it's a little shady. A
1: little bit. A little bit. But we see, like, Matt Saracen, like, like I got to drop pre-calc. Yeah. Uh, which, why are you taking pre-calc?
0: Like. As a sophomore? As a sophomore. I guess, that, no, that's fine, right? Pre-calc?
1: I, I feel like it went like algebra one. Algebra well, two. And then you took like geometry and then you took like trigonometry. I
0: took geometry as a freshman.
1: usually take calculus around senior year, I'm pretty sure. It's pre-calc. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a smart, we're li- we also know that he's a smart kid. Yeah. He's a smart
0: good old boy. But pre-calc also should probably not be his hardest class.
1: Well, he gets rid of it so he can, like, do practices in the morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. He's he's still working a job. He's making sure (laughs) his grandma takes his medicine. Keeping his grandmother alive is his biggest thing. He's trying to learn an offense, which he apparently didn't study at all as the backup, which is... His fault and might
1: have needed to know that, yeah, at some point. If, like, you're the backup
0: quarterback, you gotta well, know that there
1: also could have been like a senior last like the year before that was like streets backup,
0: yeah. But you gotta, you gotta like, learn the offense. Wh- why is he he's almost he's, he's so
1: bad at his he, job? He's
0: <laughs> he is set up as such an underdog. Where like he clearly never expects to play ever, even next, even like his junior year after streets gone, like he's not acting like he expects to play in a year, but then all of a sudden he is inspiring to the point where like he clearly wants this yeah, and is working unbelievably hard and doing a bunch of other different jobs, maintaining all that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be, I'm not being, not trying to be too critical of the show or anything, but just examining his it's kind of, of the whole point of this is well, it not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not being credit just like discussing it and yeah yeah um,
1: but uh, yeah so Matt Matty Saracen he's got a lot going on a lot going on one of the most iconic scenes in the whole show happens in episode three which by the way is called wind sprints for
0: very obvious reasons October 17th
1: 2006 uh, so the whole Smash Williams thing that we've talked about before, goes on TV, basically, you know, throws Eric Taylor under the bus and in turn, Eric Taylor gets all of his team on a bus and takes them out in the middle of the rain or like in the middle of like a storm and makes them do wind sprints up a hill, Um, which, you know, I guess he can do that. I don't know how... (laughs) He goes first off. He personally picks up Smash Williams while he's eating a bowl of cereal. Smash doesn't even hear him walk in. Yeah. And he gets the whole team rounded up in 30 minutes to go do wind sprints. That's
0: that kind of bothered me. I mean, I I mean, like it's just not physically possible to get 50 people somewhere at that time of night.
1: Be kind of tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were definitely some guys who weren't there.
1: They were asleep. They were yeah. They were, they were like
0: already asleep or, you know, not a 2005 or six. Not everybody's glued to their phone at this point.
1: Yeah. You can't really do it. Send out a group text. Like, yeah. oh, no,
0: they don't have slack. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> they need slack. They don't group me.
0: They don't, have GroupMe, they don't have slack. They don't, you know, there's no, nobody's looking for this text at 1030 on a Monday night or whatever yeah. day it is. So
1: like, it's not a, it's not a great thing. Cause I don't feel like any high school football team could get away with this. Uh, but they do. And basically, he leaves Tim out in the rain to walk home.
0: I'll tell you what. I just thought of this. So this happened, Jinx Baseball, a couple of years before me. But I believe this is always like a horror story that was passed down to us. So I'm not saying it's 100% true. But how it was related to us was that our coach, I think it may have even been the JV coach at the time, was so mad at the team after a game, he had he was the bus driver, and so he stops the bus at a certain point, um, you know, just in front of an open field or something, and they all ran. <laughs> they just did sprints. After not, there was no hill. There wasn't rain. Ooh. It wasn't dramatic, but, like, you know, you're on the bus coming home from a road game. Or, you know, um, and this did happen, but, like, you run after – you could do run after the game either on the field or you go home and then you run on your own field. Like, that kind of thing happened for sure. Yeah, um, but not. But he found a good hill. Too. Not a middle of the night, mid rain, mid thunderstorm. Just also rain, a safety rain issue. Climb. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: you know, good on Eric Taylor for getting his team in order. I guess he had.
0: Yeah, look, he had to get his team together. Yeah, I mean, there was not uh, everybody was not behind him at this point, and then I think they were. I mean, it kind of we'll see episodes four, five, six next week how much it works, but. It seems like – I interpreted like Smash leading the Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Can't Lose chant as like Smash gets it. We'll see.
1: The one thing, and to kind of – because the one thing as we'll kind of end this episode on is the fact that the one player he does let down is Jason Street because he leaves Tim Riggins out in the
0: rain for (laughs) Lila Garrity
1: to pick up on the side (laughs) of the road. Again, yeah.
0: He can't. You can't make a player walk home. It's unclear how far away they are from Tim Riggins' house. Yeah. But even if it's if it's more than like a quarter of a mile, you can't do this. No. <laughs> um, and, but he gets a ride. This is such a soap opera. He gets a ride because, from Lila Garrity. L- let's let's recap this. Tim Riggins is made to walk home as punishment for being drunk at practice and quitting. And as he's walking home from this other separate punishment, mid-rain, he's walking home dry by this point. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. A little bit of a continuity error there. A little bit. He's, his clothes are dry at this point, or you know, not soaking wet. And then he ends up on the side of the highway, hooking up with his paralyzed best friend's girlfriend. It infuriates me to no end. That... This is a soap opera. We're we're soap opera podcasters.
1: We we are we will I was gonna say, I'll save all of my thoughts for as when this kinda unfolds more and more and more. But just if you if you're wondering why at the beginning of the episode I said this more with Julie, but man does Lila make me upset.
0: Is there who do you I guess Matt Saracen is obviously our our hero and our champion.
1: Is he our MVP? to get into these no, awards. No, I, I just mean
0: like uh, big picture shows oh, okay, a whole okay. five season thirty thousand feet view. Do you like L- Lila or you have to spend a week with somebody just like platonically? Are you picking Lila or Julie? Oh
1: man! <laughs> oh man, that's. I I think honestly I'd rather be with Julie, and I, I think I yeah, hate her the most. Yeah. But I think I would rather spend more time with Julie. I think
0: Lila, or sorry, I think Julie is more likely to just leave me alone. I th- Well, I think quiet. we would just like eventually, just yeah.
1: eventually I think we would just start like crapping on people and we'd start like, yeah. you know, making fun of other people and it'd be fun. Yeah. Not that
0: I do that. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> just like,
1: oh, like.
0: Can't believe we're in this situation together. If I was
1: like a sophomore at Dylan High or yeah. whatever, like, like, oh, Mr woods is the worst yeah we just anyway so yeah probably Um, julie
0: and then yeah so last thing with this episode um basically the they they twist the knife in the next morning because so all that happened after we forgot to mention this jason basically tries to break up with lila in the hospital and like shouts at her and stuff so like I mean, it's still because then Lila's like, "I'll see you tomorrow." When they move you, when they move your rooms, like she doesn't seem all that deterred by it. But obviously, it had an impact. Yeah. Then the next morning, Jason's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry about last night. Can we pretend nothing happened?" It's like,
1: not really. Well, <laughs> well we were on a break.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, not reference.
1: Not a great, not a great time to and, be Lila Garrity.
0: And then the episode ends with voodoo coming out of the field Everyone just like the oh no (laughs) the aforementioned baggy clothes um and matt saracen my only notice on this is that matt saracen looks shook the the guy my guy is (laughs) shook for sure it's a tough look for your guy um go ahead we have awards yeah do we not yeah let's uh we have... We're going to change these up. I think we're going to do them... We'll, we'll end every episode with awards. Um, it might not be the same every time. But it may not be the same awards every time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you want to start with... You want to do MVP first or last?
1: Um, let's say That's usually the... Doesn't the NBA awards show usually save MVP for last? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's save that for last. Okay. What do
0: you, you want to do first here? Um,
1: I want to get into bad football logic. Bad football logic? Okay. Pretty badly.
0: I, I don't have a great... I don't have a great one for this. Mine, my nominee is the one play first half again, which I not great. Talked about that earlier. I just, it was a weird jump. Like there's one play. It's obviously a big play, but then the next scene is coach Taylor just screaming at everybody. I don't know. Um,
1: my big thing I think was the fact and this goes back to the pilot. Just you have a football team going through fall camp. It's, clearly winner. Yeah. (laughs) And I just feel like that was so avoidable. Like
0: it's very avoidable. And all,
1: and and the movie does a good job of emphasizing how hot it is. Yeah. Like when they're doing the whole same kind of scene. Yeah. It's, it should be hot. You should have like a kid passing out. Like the fact that they're all in sleeves and like you see it like with the little league, like they spend time with like the little league team and like everyone's very clearly cold. I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. Um, the other thing, the, 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 other big like football logic thing is just like, I don't look like, kind of what we've talked about. I don't understand how Matt Saracen is this unprepared. You can, yeah. you can tell me talent wise. He's not Jason street. Yeah. You can't tell me mentally. He shouldn't be ready to be the starting quarterback of the Dylan Panthers. It's
0: implied that he doesn't know the offense at all. Yeah.
1: And that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Even if he was, and i thought about this, I was like, well, maybe he was on the freshman team
0: a year ago and he was the quarterback. The team still usually uses the same playbook. L- let me let me tell you, the teams, it, this is how it was a jinx. And I didn't play football, but this just, I believe, how it was. The peewee teams are running a variation yeah. offensive, like of what the varsity runs. It's a system. Like you, if you are a lifer at a high school, which I guess we don't know that Matt Saracen is for sure, but if you were at a high school from first grade through twelfth grade, you were running a variation of that offense and the we, entire time. We very well, I was going to say,
1: we very well may not know because his dad is military. That's true. Um, his mother lives in Oklahoma, which you all don't know yet, but she lives in Oklahoma. I, yeah. If you're wondering where she is. Um, what do you think, Ardmore? Mm, she's, she's got strong Enid vibes. Enid? Okay. Um, but... Yeah, so there's just a lot that I feel like Matt should have picked up over the off season. Yeah, uh, but that that just I, I don't know what the clear winner
0: is, but there's just a lot there that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I think I mean in terms of football logic, I think the only one like the Saracen not knowing anything is I think the the winner in my opinion. Um,
1: do we want to move on to yeah. a different award?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, LVP. LVP, least valuable player. This is. A, I think we we have two we have two options for this, and it depends on how dark you want to get. <laughs> um, My answer <laughs> is Tim Riggins. That's that's an eligible candidate, uh, and I think I agree with you. I mean, he, he's drunk for the entire three episodes. Most of the episodes on, on four point beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: it, but he's just. Like, and I know this is maybe a hot take to people that just liked him for who he is. Just kind of like, he's very brash. He's attractive. You can't fault him for that and why people like him for that. But my God, does he suck? He like, and I know he just like saw his best friend get paralyzed. But even before then, like he's, a you know, some subtle racism. And, you know, season one, that's on, and that's a theme, though, is the racial tension between
0: the team. That gets addressed at media day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's a little clear. Like, I think he says, you know, like, I don't care what color Smash Williams is. I wouldn't like him. Yeah. And I think there's a very clear, like, he's just like, he's not a team guy. Like, he quit on his team in practice. Like, he takes off his helmet. Like, literally, he goes through this drill where he's getting beat up with, like, those you know, dummy, like tackling dummies. Coach Taylor is super nice to him. Yeah. And he's just like, Hey, like, you know, just come on, man. Just get, just try a little harder. And (laughs) Tim just like takes off his helmet. He's like, I don't need this. And then Mac explains, like he thinks he's the one who paralyzed Jason. But at the same time, coach Taylor is being so nice to you. And just like, and when we say least valuable player, we're not saying, you know,
0: he's, uh, it's just a tough week for for your boy. Yeah, that's what. That's all we mean.
1: Stocks stocks a little down. Yeah, shot down. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's not a good look. And like, he just when I say he sucks as a kid, all kids suck at that
0: age. But when he's, he doesn't exactly have the infrastructure to not suck.
1: But when he's making the choices that he is, and let me say this before people cancel me, I do love Tim. You he grows on you as the show goes. Yeah, he just makes a lot of questionable decisions. It's just a tough, tough start. It's tough, it's tough, tough all. stretch. Tough um,
0: stretch. I do want to highlight a great quote from Mac. That's the coach of the offensive. Quote. Yeah, yeah. He says, "You talking about you know why does why does Tim blame himself?" He's like. And Mac says something to the effect of you can blame yourself for just about anything if you think about it long enough. It's a great quote. Great quote. Maybe the quote maybe not the quote of the episode, because there's some other really good quotes. I'm gonna I think quote of the episode, we don't have this down, but the Tom Cruise Scientology reference in the uh, in well, the, the another, Smash Williams rap.
1: That's another award that yeah. we need to hand out. It might be oh, the,
0: the Pop Culture Reference the of the
1: cringy Week. Cringy pop culture <laughs> reference of the week, which we don't know if this will stick for long, but there's mentioning some, Tom Cruise and Scientology, that is very mid-2000s.
0: Very mid-2000s. Although Scientology is actually still in the news. Still, um, it still gets around every It now and was uh, Danny Masterson was in the news last week for some of that. Um, but Tom Cruise specifically, yeah. It's Same episode, on. Paris Hilton gets brought up. And again, they brought up Texas' national championship. If USC wins that, this is an alternate history. I wonder if... Uh, if it gets made? no. I'm saying like, how I just wonder like how the script changes yeah. in little ways. I don't know.
1: Also in the game they run a statue of liberty liberty play. Yeah. Um you Boise State. OU Boise State, which
0: just Oh just it happened, right? Is it oh five? Well,
1: actually, now that I think about it, this show aired in two thousand six. That game didn't happen until um a few months later. So there's no way they would have known.
0: Hang on. Is that right?
1: The show originally aired, so obviously pre-production. Had oh yeah, it was the
0: 2007 Fiesta Bowl. It was the 2006 season. January 1st, 2007. These episodes ran in 2000, in October of 2006. They predicted the Fiesta Bowl. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. Um, again, the other LVP nominee, if you want to go here, is Jason Street. Just because he... Uh, he,
1: he in terms of his character, like, yeah. I'm not saying he's least valuable to the show no or that he, he did anything bad just yeah. so, as far as in the terms of like who what's happening the worst to yeah. the person jason street Barnon. yeah um it, it just, depends on how you want to interpret that award which we made up yeah. and we are struggling to interpret well, it.
0: <laughs> we've adapted it anyway, <laughs> i don't know that we're the are we the first podcast to, to hand out a, a, a least valuable player award not at all um the matt saracen overthinking award I I gave mine out earlier uh, talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers metaphor. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, was um, not a whole lot of candidates. Do you have a candidate for this? There's not a ton.
1: Um, not really. Um, there's like I think that's probably the best example of that. Yeah. But uh, as far as MVP goes, which is the big one. Wait, we got one more.
0: Oh, we got one more. Uh, ins- oh, insult of the week. I was
1: waiting for that one.
0: Yeah. Um. I actually have a clip ready for mine Um, and this is after Tyra and Smash which we did not talk about Tyra and Smash hooking up. How could Tyra hook up with her boyfriend's arch nemesis? That's so brutal. That's savage. But not as savage as
1: what Smash (laughs) Williams' mother said.
0: You lost your mind. You must be Mrs. Williams. Yes,
1: I am messing with white girls after getting in a fight at practice you're coming with me move is to get back at tim riggins what are you a shrink oh i'd be nice i work at planned parenthood you probably haven't seen the last of me
0: hey i know how to use protection i'm not some piece of trash
1: oh no you're a class act all the way
0: what the hell is that supposed
1: to mean it means you're safe to walk from here
0: so yeah that's uh that's a tough look for Tyra who another character who's made to walk home by an adult. That's brutal. Yeah. My pick for that would be Mac
1: Brown and the pilot telling coach Taylor, some people think you have to have a great quarterback to win a championship. It's obviously not true, which just in context, Mac Brown just won his only national championship, ended a 35 year drought at Texas of no national titles because of their quarterback.
0: It's a weird it was a weird script choice. And again, we're going up we're we're operating under the theory that Mac Brown did isn't doesn't have a script. Maybe yeah. he did for that line. That makes
1: it worse. But yeah, no
0: that's what I'm saying like why is Mac Brown throwing shade at Vince Young? Why is
1: he saying defense wins championships? I don't understand. Wasn't the what was the score of that game? Wasn't it like in the 40s? It was it was a high-scoring game. The Texas defense did itself no like did the offense no favors in that one, which is why it's, it's my favorite, like 4138. It's it's always my burn of the week. It's, a, it's, it's my burn of the week, unintentional probably, but it yeah. was a great burn nonetheless.
0: Um, MVP, who you got? Oh man.
1: I, I think this might be controversial,
0: <laughs> but
1: I do think it's Matt Saracen because i just explain how in bad football logic he doesn't really understand quite what's going on i do think though the legend building stuff that you bring bring up is just like this is this is the kind of thing that puts you on the map where you know the season ending well in for jason it's a much bigger injury but you know matt's finally getting his turn to be i guess not that he wants to be someone that's important, but like people are relying on him. He gets to do what he wants. Like you can clearly tell there's a lot of just things going around in his life. Yeah. Um, With his grandmother, he has to work a job. His dad and mom aren't around, but he's the quarterback of a huge Texas high school football team. And it's awful that, you know, Jason street is suffering for it, but it paves the way for Matt Saracen to finally get, you know, his shot to begin the spotlight. And it gets gives him, and he's not getting it right now. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people are still doubting him. But this is his chance to prove himself.
0: I I accept the nomination. I, I would disagree. I don't. I think he's still like on enough of a sharp upward trajectory. I don't think he's not my MVP. Okay. For this episode, but I think I think you can make the argument. Um, I'm going with Buddy Garrity.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I just think. I got a left field. I think Buddy Garrity stole every sh- every scene of the first three episodes. He was the only one who was able to really keep his head in the game after the Jason Street thing. Like he did not skip a beat. He went Jason Streets done basically, and immediately before he even finds out the extent of Jason Street's injury, he's like, "I found this kid in Louisiana."
1: Yeah, like he's just who he getting- calls the Katrina kid, not. <laughs> Not a another great
0: pop culture reference, kind of from the mid 2000s. I mean, it dates it. Yes. Yeah. Not pop culture, but
1: Katrina definitely dates it. But yeah. calling him Katrina Kid is just like, okay, man. Yeah. Like,
0: not cool. That's not cool at all. Um, no, he just, he gets everything. He sets expectations for, for Coach Taylor. And I think Coach Taylor's another potential nominee for this award because he does, he does a lot of things right. In the first three episodes, he he informed everybody, you know, he informed everybody about Jason Street's thing. I I agree with you. I think he did that correctly. Um, He basically just always knew which buttons to push in terms of, you know, getting his team. His only real screw up with that was Tim Riggins quitting on him. Yeah, but that didn't even last until the end of the episode. Um, So yeah, I think I think what is it? Are those the top three?
1: I would now that you've kind of talked me into it and thought about it more, I, I'd i probably give it to Coach Taylor.
0: You think coach Taylor? I think
1: he, he he's handled the whole situ- whole situation well. Yeah. And another thing that I had like is kind of burn of the week, insult of the week, which isn't really like a fun one, but when they go to the the Alamo or the Alamo Freeze and they're ordering food, and Julie Taylor sits down at a table, oh, and God. there's the guy, the state yeah. the former Dylan Panther, state champion. Never like, get one of these. Well, he's like, well, no. He tells Julie, "He's like, if you guys started packing yet, yeah." Just and a complete, just a complete asshole. Yeah. But that, like, the way he handled that situation was perfect. Um, it's just you, 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 yeah. You start from the beginning, loving Eric Taylor, loving Matt Saracen. Um, I would. I think I might go for Eric Taylor at this point. Kind of going to take away my nom.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I think, I think that's a good compromise. We started with Buddy Garrett and Matt Stairs. We and, and didn't ended go with, with any of our first choices, but we talked ourselves into yeah, it. Um, man, what, a, what, a, what an hour and a half here. What
1: an hour and a half. Um, that was a, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good thing. We're never going to do this again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us for our pilot episode of TaylorMade, a Friday Night Lights podcast. If you heard us refer to the podcast as something else during this episode, like Friday Night Mikes, uh, we had to pivot on the name change last minute after we recorded uh, the first episode there. So that explains that confusion that you may have had there. Uh, This is the TaylorMade podcast. You can like, rate, review, subscribe, iTunes. Uh, Spotify, Google podcast, any other podcast platform, uh, that, that you normally get your podcast, you can find us at and throw us a rating or a review. And we would very much appreciate that. We will be back in your feed next Friday morning. Thanks guys.